You are listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from to empower couples everywhere to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. This show is hosted by the budget-savvy bride herself, Jessica Bishop, along with me, Sari Wienerman, her Real Weddings editor. We've got a ton of fun stuff to unpack with you today, so before you get cold feet, Let's dive right in. At the Budget Savvy Bride, we love helping our couples save money on their big day. Before you go buying anything for your wedding, be sure to visit our wedding deal section, where you'll find exclusive deals and discounts from some of the biggest names in bridal, as well as some savvy sales you won't want to miss out on. Visit thebudgetsavvybride.com deals to see what you can save on this week. Again, that's thebudgetsavvybride.com deals. Welcome back to another episode of The Bouquet Toss. Today, we are talking all about the age-old saying, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And as always, we've got lots of fun facts and historical details to share with you, so let's dive right in. Awesome. Okay, so give me a bit of an explanation about something old, something new. I mean, this is something... I feel like we all say all the time, we think about it for our weddings. You better believe there are Pinterest boards galore with ideas for these. So where did it start? So according to Reader's Digest, this rhyme actually came from the Victorian era in England, and it describes the four or technically five objects a bride should have with her on her wedding day for good luck. Again, this is another tradition that has to do with giving the couple luck, and brides have been following this custom basically for centuries. And as we know, the traditional rhyme goes something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, and a sixpence in your shoe, which I think a lot of people kind of forget that one because it's a bit outdated at this point. Yeah, I'll be honest, did not know there was a fifth one. (laughs) Did any of your friends include a sixpence in their shoe? I honestly don't think so, because I think they're pretty hard to find. Are they even in circulation anymore? I don't know, but I did see some people who would just put like a penny. Right. Are sixpence still in circulation? Uh, No, it was taken out of circulation, actually, in 1980. So if you're lucky enough to find one, maybe on eBay, you can still follow this tradition, but they've since been kind of removed from use. Which makes sense that they would also be removed from the rhyme. Yeah, basically. Okay, so I can say probably a lot of our listeners have heard of this. I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory, but should we go into what they stand for and what they mean? Yeah, I think so. There obviously is special significance and meaning behind each of these different items. I mentioned luck as a overarching theme for all of these items together, but technically something old was meant to stand for continuity and also is a symbol of your lives prior to meeting your partner. So it's like the past and your family heritage and all those sorts of things. So signifying like the past. And then something new is to reflect your future shared life together. So you've got past and future and basically symbolizing optimism for that future that you're embarking on together after your wedding. And then something borrowed symbolizes borrowed happiness. 
and typically involves an item from a family member or a dear friend, probably someone who is already married to, to pass some of that good married luck on to you, I guess. And there was something interesting, I thought, in the research that we found was that in old times, the something borrowed was sometimes the undergarment of a woman who had already had children. No. <laughs> Gross. I know. I'm like, what What do we mean by undergarment? Do we think it means drawers? <laughs> like undies? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I don't know if maybe it could have been connected to the garter in some way, but... This says that legend says that wearing this undergarment would confuse the evil eye into thinking that the bride was already fertile and the curse against her infertility, I guess, would be thwarted. So much pressure was put on women (laughs) to be able to have babies. Populate the human race. Overpopulate Mm -hmm. the planet. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something borrowed. I feel like it's all good intentions, but that one has a little bit of a weird twist to it, I think. Finally, something blue is meant to symbolize, like we've said before, love, fidelity, and purity. Very nice. So, you know, honestly, hearing these actually articulated makes it a little bit easier, I think, to get creative with your old, new, borrowed, and blue. Instead of just something that's old, something that's new, something that you took from someone else, something that's blue, the old symbolizes the combination of two families together. How can you honor that? And new is how can you look towards your future together? And I think that's really cool to think about it that way. And of course, I would say that today, the meaning might be a little bit different for some people, but what really it represents for everybody at the end of the day is that you're celebrating this love between the two of you and representing it throughout the actual wedding day is a really nice way to share it with your guests. Absolutely. I think this is one of those traditions that, other than the borrowed one, a little weird with the undergarments, still not quite sure about that. Um, (laughs) But overall, it's a positive thing. It's really, like you said, reflecting on the past and where you both came from, the beginnings of your relationship, and then looking together towards your shared future and wishing for the best. So I really like it. And I love seeing the ways that couples get creative or particularly brides, since these are typically items that the bride either carries with her or wears on the wedding day. So I love seeing the ways that brides get creative with these various items. Me too. And I think you're right. It's all about the celebration of it. And I think it can become easy to get a little stressed over, you know, what are you going to use for each of these things? But we're definitely in agreement. Don't stress over this old school guide. It's really just meant to help you create that love on your day and the items that you end up using, they might carry this significance for you long after your wedding day. As you said, we've seen some really cool versions of this from different brides and I always love when they're able to incorporate it into the wedding decor, into their attire. It becomes a way for you to help make those decisions as well 
which I think is really nice. So if you are kind of getting a little bit stressed maybe about how you're going to do your display table with your escort cards, or maybe you want to have a setup where people can put your gifts or whatever that is, and you're not really sure how to decorate it or what you want it to look like, you can incorporate some of these old, new, borrowed blue ideas to help you figure that out, which I think is a cool thing. Yeah. Find a way to put your personal spin on it. Yeah. I love that. So should we dive into some different alternatives that you can use for each of these? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's start with something old. I think the most popular version of this is a piece of jewelry usually from a family member, Mm. you know, an antique piece of jewelry, or I love when I see old vintage locket. Yes. I see this a lot on, especially like bridal bouquets, as a bouquet charm, like a locket with family photos inside. I know I've seen many times if a grandparent has passed on and isn't obviously able to be there on the wedding day. They'll have pictures of their grandmothers in a locket that they carry on their bouquet, which is really sweet and sentimental. And I really think a nice touch. Yeah, I love that too. And then that could be something maybe that you've already had that they passed down to you, or it could be something that you seek out, you know, maybe like it was passed down to a different family member, but you track it down and you ask for it for your wedding and then it becomes this really nice sharing of this passed down heirloom and then maybe you end up wearing it after your wedding day right well or maybe it's also borrowed so you kill two birds with one stone you get something old and something borrowed that is true efficient double duty that is savvy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so another idea that i really really love is using photos, framed photos, to make either a collage or even just like a display table. Or I, There's truly so many different ways you can do it. But incorporating photos of family maybe that have passed. This is sort of what I was kind of explaining a little bit before, but it can work your way into your decor by doing something like that. I always talk about it, but my sister, I love what she did. She got our parents, her husband's parents, and then both sets of grandparents' wedding photos. Mm -hmm. And she put each of them in this really, really beautiful frame. I think there were like pearls around it, and it was very nicely decorated. So she set up a display table with all of the photos. And I thought that was awesome, you know, honoring all of those people. And I love it, too, because now I'm keeping those. I was like, keep those, give them to me for mine. (laughs) I love that. Well, I think it's just a nice nod to, you know, your family histories, obviously, because you and your partner each have parents and grandparents. If they're still married, maybe you want to display their wedding photos on a table. I've seen that at a lot of weddings. I think that's a really lovely way to honor the coming together of two different families. And another thing that I've really liked kind of in this decor theme is we see a lot where people will get vintage windows. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, it's so pretty. I see a lot of people using salvaged windows as signage. They'll often put their seating charts in them or use them just as decorative accents. So anything vintage in terms of decor is a great way to incorporate something old. Another really popular one, I think, is to use a vintage getaway car. I love that. That's a trend we're seeing a lot of. Also vintage furniture pieces. Oh, yes. We've seen a lot of awesome 
couches, like vintage colors, and they're really awesome. And then become a focal piece of the decor. People can take pictures on it. These are kind of easy to thrift for. For if you, sure. If you're like a fan of going to flea markets and thrift shops and yard sales, you can find some really cool things to then incorporate into your wedding and then even use it after in your home. Absolutely. And it just creates a more personal ambiance for your reception. And you can use these things as a photo booth or as a lounge area at your reception. So they can be multi-purpose, multi-use. And like we said before, anything you get extra use out of just makes it more savvy. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of photo props, this isn't something I've seen from any of the submissions that we've had, but I did find this while I was researching for this episode and I loved it. It's using parasols as like a wedding accessory, mm-hmm. but this particular couple had a bunch of vintage parasols that acted as their something old and mm-hmm. their wedding party took pictures with it and they were just so sweet, such sweet photos. And it's also practical because if it's an outdoor wedding on a sunny day, you can use that to keep the sun off of you. Yeah. Well, explain what you mean by parasols, because in my mind, what I'm picturing is like the paper variety. That's almost like a cocktail umbrella that's paper, but bigger. That's what I'm thinking of. But I feel like that's not what you mean. No. So these are lace or kind of ornate parasols. The ones that I had seen in this particular article were all white and they were satin and lace. You know, like those old vintage photos of women with their lace gloves holding a parasol okay like my fair lady like mary poppins yes exactly yes okay okay now i'm on the right page (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was cute and it was an outdoor wedding so it was practical but also made for some adorable photos again do it for the gram do it for the gram oh what's interesting actually is i know somebody who owns an umbrella company, which is very (laughs) random. (laughs) But my gym here in the UK, they have a business called Jolly Brawly. Brawly is umbrella for the British folks, I guess. (laughs) But they sell those types of bridal parasols and umbrellas. So check out (laughs) (laughs) jollybrawly.co.uk. Perfect. Give them a shout out. Hey friends, we wanted to take a quick moment to share a bit about our amazing private community. If you're looking for a little wedding planning oasis away from the noise of social media, this is just the thing for you. Many of you have loved our Facebook group, but this new platform is what we like to call the next level of budget savvy wedding planning. And it allows you to connect with one another and share resources like never before. Come join us inside for wedding planning support from a like-minded community of smart and savvy brides-to-be. Get advice and feedback from brides, local vendor recommendations, and so much more. Join us inside today by visiting thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. See you there. So the other thing that we also found, which I have a feeling you're going to be a big fan of, is just get an old bottle of wine and enjoy it at your reception. That's nice. Right? I had not really thought of that until, you know, doing this research. And I think that's also such a great excuse to save 
maybe you have like an old bottle that gets better with age and you save specifically for your wedding day and then that becomes your something old. That's so interesting. I feel like you could do something cool with that if you could find a bottle from a year that was significant. Obviously, it's probably not going to be that old, depending on how old you are, but maybe the year someone's grandparents got married or parents got married or something like that. You know, I just love those little synchronicity kind of details. Yeah, that's really cute. I like that. Although I have to be honest, I'm a pretty savvy wine drinker in terms of price. It doesn't really matter how fancy it is. I'm probably going to drink it. Yeah, I mean, same. But this would be a good excuse for getting a fancy one. Yes. If there's an excuse, your wedding day is a good one. Yeah, agreed. So that's a lot of great ideas for something old. So what about ideas for something new? So I think the most common thing, I know a lot of brides just say like, oh, my wedding dress is my something new, which obviously you bought it to wear for your wedding, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually know that a lot of brides do that. Well, I think it's just an easy, I don't want to say an easy out, but hello, you probably spent a pretty penny on the dress. You should include that as your something new, right? Yeah, for sure. But if you want to treat yourself to a little something extra, by all means, but within your budget, of course. Yeah, I do think this is a nice treat yourself moment. I like the idea of, I think jewelry is definitely the most popular something new, but my sister, I liked what she did. She got matching jewelry for herself and the bridesmaids and mother of the bride and groom. So it was a gift for her bridal party, but then it was also a new thing for her. So that became her something new. And we all had matching earrings and bracelets, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot. And then things like a monogrammed handkerchief. Yeah, we see some really cute monogrammed handkerchiefs with different embroidered sayings on them. Sometimes you'll see a note somebody got embroidered on there from like the father of the bride or from your future spouse. Yeah, and also shoes splurging on a really nice pair of pumps we see those gorgeous bridal shoe photos that are featured on instagram and we've shared some on the blog obviously as well but what is it like the manolo blahniks that carrie bradshaw wore and sex in the city was that was it right it was more important than the engagement ring at the end of the day it was about the shoe right yes absolutely i mean i definitely love a good shoe and Now that you're saying this, I agree. We could do an entire episode just on ideas for shoes for your wedding. We'll Um, add it to the list. (laughs) We'll add it to the list. Yeah, that is a great excuse for diving into getting a new pair of shoes because also, and maybe you, you might have more than one pair of shoes that you wear on your wedding day because let's be real, that high pair of heels that is gorgeous to look at is not going to be comfortable the entire time. Nope. Okay, we're getting distracted. Let's go. Let's get back to this. Okay, great. So we established something new could be shoes. How about something borrowed? So again, jewelry is a really popular choice for your something borrowed, whether it's a piece of heirloom jewelry from a member of one of your families or maybe a friend, one of your bridal party even. That is a very, very popular choice for something borrowed. Or your wedding veil, because let's be real, veils are expensive a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have to buy one, why would you? That is great advice to remember. That is a very good idea. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do a whole episode, I think, on veils at some point. But I think 
borrowing a veil from a friend who has already gotten married or a family member is another great something borrowed. Another thing I've seen a lot of is pins or brooches, which you could either put on the inside of your dress or maybe even on the handle of your bouquet. We've definitely seen some gorgeous photos where that's included on a bouquet, very much like the locket idea that you had mentioned earlier. But speaking of bouquet, this is one that I found while we were researching, but a something borrowed idea to kind of get some of like your male loved ones involved is to wrap your dad or your brother's tie around the bottom of your bouquet. And I thought that was so sweet. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, that's a very popular thing for there to be a ribbon or something that keeps your bouquet together. And so why not make it something that has extra significant meaning? I like that. It's very sweet. And then another idea that I saw is truly like decor from the wedding of somebody else. Why not? I mean, with all of these uh, buy and sell and free wedding stuff groups, We have the ability to share these items in the community, actually. You can join your local state group in our private wedding planning community. And there's a buy, sell, and trade group. So if you wanted to either borrow something or just take something off another bride's hands, why not? No use creating something new when it's already been done. It's already there. You don't have to contribute to waste. You don't have to even spend that much money. And it also forges a relationship between you and that bride that you share it with. I think stuff like that is so smart. And I love that that is a feature of the private community. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to see people start sharing items that way. Yeah. So last but not least, what I really found fun when I was looking at ideas for something borrowed is that something borrowed doesn't even have to be an actual tangible object. What do you mean? So you can borrow the song that your parents used as their wedding song. Oh, I love that. Me too. So now let's move on to something blue. I feel like we have the most ideas for this because we've just seen so many different things from the shoes that you wear under your dress to maybe a piece of jewelry that you wear We've seen brides with blue hair, with blue (laughs) manicures. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of excuses to just infuse blue. Something I think that's really nice to even mention is you may not have a bride or brides at your wedding. Maybe it's two grooms, but a great option would be for them to wear blue ties or even blue suits. Absolutely. Oh, I love a blue suit. I love a colored suit, period. Me too. I think incorporating it into your attire is nice. It could also be the color that your bridesmaids wear. Yeah, I love different shades of blue for bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. It's a classic. And I think it's a classic because probably, well, A, blue is known as the universally flattering color. No matter your skin tone, no matter your hair color, blue looks great on everyone. And it really doesn't even matter what shade. It could be like a navy or even like a pale baby blue or like a dusty blue, which is what's really, really popular right now. Mm-hmm. But it also could be blue in your flowers. Oh, yeah. Blue hydrangeas are stunning. And then I've also seen sometimes brides will add a little bit of an accent to their dress. So maybe you get a belt that you add on and that could have blue in it. 
or I saw this, which is so cute. This idea of sewing your wedding date in blue into the lining of your dress. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also seen they'll do almost like a blue heart or something like that. Uh, Just a small piece of blue fabric in the shape of a heart. Sometimes they'll embroider the date or initials or whatever and put it on the inside of the dress. Oh, I love that. And then think about if you pass your dress on to someone else, the like could, history lives in it. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling wedding dress. <laughs> Absolutely. That could happen. <laughs> oh, and also a garter. Blue is a very common choice for the garter as well, if you choose to wear one. Yes, even historically, that was something that was blue for a while. And that helps because it's underneath. So if the rest of your color scheme doesn't include blue, that could be a good place to put it. Yeah. So something we should definitely talk about because people still may want to do it is let's dive in a little bit more to this fifth part of the rhyme that kind of has fallen away, but the sixpence in your shoe. So the sixpence is a silver British coin, which, as we mentioned, went out of circulation in 1980. But it was meant to be a symbol of prosperity, which I guess means wealth. Actually, something that I do see, you've probably seen this too, it's very popular on Pinterest. A lot of brides will make a pin that has charms on it. Mm -hmm. And that can incorporate all of the something old, new, borrowed, and blue. And I often do see a penny on there, which I'm sure is the, you know, more modern reflection of the sixpence. Yeah. Actually, our friends over at Something Turquoise have a really great DIY tutorial for that. Oh, do they? Okay. That's going to get shared in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Jen is a DIY queen, so we should definitely share that with everyone. (laughs) That's awesome. I think this is a really nice, cool DIY project to do. Either the bride could do it, or maybe one of her bridesmaids or her maid of honor or somebody might want to make it for her. They'll cover the old new borrowed blue for her. She'll not have to think about it, and they can gift it to her. I think that's also a great idea. So let's definitely share that tutorial. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, do you remember the uh, the bracelet that we did for a DIY on Budgets Heavy Bride? Yes. Didn't I make that with you in your apartment? You did. <laughs> so fun. A throwback. We were actually lived in the same country, much less state. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like a similar concept, but instead it was a bracelet technically, but you could also wrap it around your bouquet as like a bouquet charm situation yeah I loved that that was such a good idea kudos to you oh thank you (laughs) well so just in general with all of these things as with most wedding traditions it's important to make it work for you and so I think it's great to talk about these things with your loved ones with maybe your bridal party or your family because they may have something personal to them that they want to give you for your something borrowed They may have something that they're already planning maybe to give you, to gift you, and that could be your something new. They might be able to help you work it into your decor and help you do some DIY projects, which can also make some of those decisions easier. So I think just getting ahead of it and not stressing, but kind of just 
starting early with it so that you can work it in rather than at the end being like, oh no, what am I going to do for all of these things? It could be a great way to help design your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a good idea to kind of talk these things out with your family and like closest loved ones, your, your bridal party. Um, because like you mentioned, like someone might be planning to gift you something either that would be new or maybe it might be old. For example, my sister who got married, uh, in January of 2020, um, she received a pearl bracelet from my aunt, which had belonged to my grandmother who passed away about 10 years ago. And so my aunt, you know, gifted my sister this bracelet to wear on the wedding day. And it was, I guess, technically it served as her something old, but she didn't know that she was getting it until the day of. So (laughs) never (laughs) know. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a really smart thing to do. And just in general, you don't even have to do any of these anyway. Do it if it means something to you, if you feel like it's a great passing of luck. Or I had a ring that my sister really loved. So I had said, I want to be the person that gives you your something borrowed Mm. on your wedding day. So she wore it on her right hand. She loves rings. She wears like tons of different rings. And so it was really special for me to have her wearing my piece of jewelry on her wedding day. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that. So if you were going to do this now... Would you keep it or would you toss it? The overall message and meaning behind this tradition is something that does feel aligned to me personally, thinking about reflecting on your past and your history and where each of you came from and looking together towards the future and trying to get as much good luck as you can as you embark on this new life together. So for me personally, I do feel like it's something that I feel aligned with and that feels meaningful and right for me. So I think I would do it. But what about you? Yeah, I agree. I think I would do it, but now probably more so than before diving into this, it means more to me. I already am like a very, I don't know, I'm feeling sentimental about exactly what you said, that it really does represent tying your past to your future, and it provides some really great opportunity for some sentimental value within your day. So I think, yeah, I, I even more so now, I'm a big fan. I think our empathic sides are showing <laughs> right now. Our empaths are showing. We're sentimental mushes over here, okay? Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to be. So if you're listening to this, we would love for you to hop into the private community, which is totally free, and come discuss it with us in there. We're talking all about each of the episodes and sharing ideas and anecdotes and stories and just thoughts in general on each of them. So come get involved. Yeah, do it. So I want to close out with a fun wedding fact, as usual. This one I think is going to take you by surprise a little bit. I definitely had never heard of this. Have you heard of the Swedish kissing tradition? Oh, I have not heard of this. So apparently... A Swedish wedding custom is that if either member of the couple leaves the other side at all during the reception, then the guests rush up to steal a kiss. Let's say the bride goes to the bathroom, then the guests would line up to kiss the groom. What? And traditionally, it was definitely a gendered thing. And if the bride left, then the women would line up to kiss the groom and vice versa. 
But I found a really, really cool article about um, a more modern couple who wanted to include this tradition. And they were like, we're just explaining to all of our guests that it doesn't matter who you are, who you like, who you enjoy kissing. We want to just have special moments with each of our guests. So at some point or another, make sure to go up to either the bride or the groom and just have this, this moment, whether you kiss or not. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, right? I mean, for sure, disclaimer, well, do not do this now with COVID. Oh, well, absolutely not. <laughs> but what a funny tradition. Well, not to mention, like, so one person gets up and leaves the room, and then people run up to try to smooch their new spouse while their person's out of the room. Um, are we encouraging cheating, like, immediately? Like, what's what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think in the Swedish culture, it's less of a romantic type of kiss. And I think. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of kiss are we talking here? Like, kiss on the cheek? on the mouth what I just that's a weird one anything goes <laughs> so Swedes watch out kisser's choice <laughs> <laughs> it's uh I think it's safe to say that both of us are tossing that one yeah yeah that's gonna be a no <laughs> well thank you so much for sitting down and talking about old new bard and blue with me today i'm looking forward to seeing what our listeners think and hearing their ideas for including these in their weddings yeah me too all right i will see you on the next one if you're just getting started with planning your wedding you absolutely have to pick up a copy of the budget savvy wedding planner and organizer this book has literally been described as the wedding planning bible no joke the book is part workbook, part how-to guide, and it walks you through every single step of planning your big day. From laying the foundations for your wedding vision and budget, to checking off every detail along the way, the Budget Savvy Wedding Planner and Organizer will help you stay on track and on budget. And at only $7.99 on Amazon, you'll be sure to score tips and ideas that will save you thousands on your big day. Visit thebudgetsavvybride.com slash book to get your copy today. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, a podcast brought to you by The Budget Savvy Bride to empower couples to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. If you've had as much fun as we did, then please catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you're a bride-to-be looking for a little extra support, then join us in our private community to connect with brides like you. Our community helps to support one another while also sharing the free resources we provide via our website and this podcast. Visit community.thebudgetsavvybride.com to join. As always, stay true to you. We look forward to chatting again soon.